listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show, when I say the show, I mean this one, on 81215. You can follow us on Twitter, at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the Absolute Radio website direct. Mm. Oh, I love it when the housekeeping's out the way. Nice. Morning. Good morning. Morning, Peter. <laughs> morning, everyone. <laughs> we never say, we should say morning to each other like they do on the cricket. Yeah. Right, yeah. Morning, Richie. <laughs> I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I think we should dispense with it already. Morning, it's like Emily. when you... you know, oh, that was absolutely vile. <laughs> What's that? I just said morning, Emily. Yeah, that sounds horrible. I, I like it. it. You know, like when you do a... If you do a chat show, something on the telly, chat show, you, you sit in... I love... If you do a chat show... Oh, no, you don't know what that's no, like. No, no, no. No, but you, you, you talk to the people backstage and chat to them and stuff, and then you say, anyway, we'll start the show, and then you walk on, and then when they come on, you hog them and shake their hands and say hello... <laughs> You, you were just talking to him backstage, mm. and no one thinks it's false. No. I want to ask you something. Um, no, I don't want to alienate, alienate you, Emily, but this okay. is something to do with gentlemen's conveniences. Won't be alienating moi. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to um, introduce toilet humour of any kind on. Uh, breakfast radio so i'm let's keep it clean but mm. there is something which is confusing me of like okay. i'm looking to you alan because i need yeah. some extra research mm-hmm. i'm finding this um i think i can say you rhino on yeah. absolute radio oh, is that all right yeah. daisy yeah okay when at the you rhino um sounds <laughs> at the beginning of a fabulous poem but <laughs> isn't. i've noticed now that people around me using the facility Mm-hmm. Men, obviously. I thought you were talking like a policeman. Yeah, people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, um, I was proceeding down the road in a northerly direct. No, but I've noticed lots of unbuckling going oh, on. Right. So blokes get to the urinal, and then it's all completely unbuckling and opening. When you say and- unbuckling, which FY is absolutely disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely disgusting. We'll what? get on to that. Why? Oh God. Clanking around like oh, Jacob yeah. Marley. Who oh, wants no. that? You're right. When you say unbuckling, Jacob Marley is by the way. Jacob Marley from uh, Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol. Oh. a ghost in the chains. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. Um, he's dead as a door now. <laughs> he basically do the trousers go onto the ground? <laughs> no, no, or not onto the ground. Do they take the pants off as well? No, the trousers just hang, hang there what? like some sort of. Uh, How are they like, getting like purchased? A, like a terrible nest. Well, some gentleman How are they getting would hold the undone unbuckled trouser and oh. and their uh, gentleman but, but why are they unbuckling <laughs> what happened you know why why take the roof off if you can get out the front door that's a good point that's oh. a good point but that's what fly holes are for you just stand and you unzip and that's it when that's did true. the when did it start the unbuckling what's I've, it about i really is it a skinny jeans thing do you think you know, oh it's, it's skinny jeans well, I, I think they're so skinny that they have to give themselves an actual bit of breathing space. And of course, that skinny it. jean won't fall down. No, exactly. You could just no, you and could you go hands need... free with the skinny jean. Skinny jean won't fall down. <laughs> is uh, is uh, Michael Jackson track that didn't actually make the album? I thought it was a Kevin Costner film. <laughs> um, I really feel for men in your urinals, though. Me too. Do <laughs> because no, I think there's something so primitive and barbaric about men having to do that against the wall it's you're right just 
Well, you get privacy. And I want privacy, please, in that situation. It's like medieval. Why do you have to get into such a strange competition as well? It's horrible. Mm. Can I ask you a question? You can, but I may not answer it. Okay. <laughs> if you know someone, yeah. this is what makes me ill in the urinal. Let's <laughs> say you and Alan in a track in a minute. You both need to go. Yeah. There's a urinal. Do you make... What do you say to each other? All right, mate. Well... Actually, <laughs> is that what you say? Frank well, and I have occasionally been to the bathroom simultaneously in absolute, and he uh, he leaves the full door open. It's not a urinal system here; it's oh. cubicles. Full door open. I, <laughs> I've got I nothing back across. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. Well, I shut it across because I'm not just an unbuckler; I'm a full trouser dropper. No. Trousers, boxers, right by the ankles, even no. at a urinal. No, I'm not asking. <laughs> no, I was hoping. we're barely. We, I said we keep this clean, but we're barely holding on by our fingernails. <laughs> I haven't even got to my next problem. And relax. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I said that I uh, unbuckle and fully drop the trousers. That's very dependent on, like, what I'm wearing. I wouldn't do that if I had my white tux on. I would, Mm. you know, I'd go... I'd probably hold at about thigh level. Anyway... (laughs) I think if someone unbuckles in a urine, I think there should be a panic button. <laughs> you can hit. Yeah. I think a panic button should be in every public toilet. I'm so frightened of public toilets anyway, apart from the intimidation element of just the hygiene thing. Mm. We've been so taught really? now that you can... Oh, God, I don't touch... It. I sometimes I'll you go... Don't shut the door. I have gone to a public <laughs> toilet, done the full sitting down thing, and done the whole thing with a, a pair of disposable chopsticks. I haven't touched anything <laughs> with my hands <laughs> at all. That, that Everything's been on... But I'm so worried. You know, they get those press flushes now, like you've got yeah. here, where you press. Mm-hmm. I use use my knuckle, my fist, I, I sort of punch it. Like you're bumping fists with someone. Yeah. Now Yo. I'd probably be a really brilliant fighter next. I've got, like, poison, like poison <laughs> arrows, my knuckles. I hit someone, they'll get some horrible illness I've got from dozens and dozens of cisterns. You know what you could do instead is just, uh, when you fill up the car with fuel, um, get get some of those plastic gloves that you sometimes see in service stations. No, but you can't. Have you a few of them in your seen... inside pocket on your suit. You can't be seen yes, disappearing be. into a cubicle in rubber gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you think not? No, I think I'm doing some sort of... I've got some sort of illegal business going on. <laughs> Certainly not. I'm not sure if that's what they'll think, but anyway. No. Um, <laughs> we have heard from the outside world with a few people suggesting that it is the button fly that is the problem there. Why is, but why is that button a problem? Fly? What, are they, 1985? People they, can't be they bothered. They unbuckle for ease of access and then you can pull all the buttons off well, to I, I think facilitate it's, the, I, I've got another theory. Oh. My... Um, my experience, let's call it, yes. tells me that the men these days uh, often favour a brief. Oh, is that right? Mm. Over oh, the, uh, over the left, boxer. I've been left behind. <laughs> Are you dating a lot of sportsmen? Because I think I may have mentioned on this show before that in everyday life I favour a boxer short, but for sporting activities I prefer to be held. So uh, <laughs> maybe they're just coming straight from five aside or something. Is that why they're... But even, the it's even, I don't oh. want to go into too much detail, but it's still quite easy to do that all through the... You know, the, it's a sort of keyhole surgery approach. <laughs> <laughs> it's still quite straightforward. And even the button fly... I've used the button fly without even unbuttoning. Where there's a will, there's a way. 
Do you ever use the cubicle then in the med? I don't understand. I, never I don't use understand the, the setup. What is the setup in there? There's urinals and then one cubicle for someone who's shy. No, I told them we don't let you in on too much of the mystery. No, I'd like to know what is women's it? toilets. I've always imagined there's a lovely trestle table with homemade <laughs> cakes. <laughs> It's like Great British Bake Off in there. Lots of gingham, <laughs> I imagine, in a woman's toilets. <laughs> and uh, people, you know, talking in a lovely way. We talk way. lots. We have little lammies on a string. Yeah. It's so... The atmosphere, everyone's so polite. But, what but happens, I do imagine it's a much lovelier place. Oh, it's lovely. You come out, and if it doesn't flush, they say, I'm so sorry, it's not working properly in there, because you want them to know it's not you. Oh, you see, men, men don't... Oh. Uh, no. Yeah. Don't communicate. No, you, I, it, it's not a place you have much conversation. No. Mm. Maybe we should move on, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still intrigued by the bottling, if anyone has got any other theories on it. I, the, the bottom fly is not, to me, I mean, how common is the bottom fly? That's what we, that's what we need, statistics. Oh, yeah. What is the zip button uh, breakdown? <laughs> Apart from a great name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be brilliant? Yeah, I saw the old, uh, the Z, ZBB last night. <laughs> ZBB, they'd call them, wouldn't they? Zip button breakdown. Yeah. Fantastic. Their new album. Everyone says I'm really fly for a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, I'd like to talk about one of my favourite incidents this week, guys, which was are you familiar with the work of uh, political editor Nick Robinson? Yes. I've, I've long admired his. Uh, his open approach to baldness. <laughs> he's got um, he's got a guess who type face, hasn't he? He looks Very like good, yeah, Alan. Uh, Very yeah. good. he'd be on he'd be one of the cards on guess who definitely. But, but I'm, I just admire the fact that he's he's got that yeah. bit at the back and sides which most men shave off now. I think that's uh, he that's looks pretty... a bit like if Richard Osman had had an incredibly hard life. <laughs> yeah, that's what he looks like. Um, yes, wouldn't you say? I think he looks like Richard Osman <laughs> if Richard Osman didn't curl his hair up <laughs> on top. But that's a different story. He hasn't aged well. Anyway. Well, Who? I, just, I don't think Nick Robinson's aged very well, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, I, I like that look. Yeah, it's sort of Philip Larkin look. Oh, it's OK, good. I understand mm. that. I think if I was in a restaurant, I'd say, I'll have what he's not having. He's one of those people. Um, Poor I, Nick. I know. You say that, but he got himself into a right old bit of hot water this week. Did you see him? He was Walter on. Ficardo. Was it the Daily Politics show? Yes. Oh, the yeah. The one with Andrew Neil. Have you been on that, Frank? No, no, I've. Uh, no. You were on the Michael <laughs> Portillo one. I was on, yeah, yeah, I was on the later one. Yeah. Um, and that he... was when I was so out of my depth, I suggested to him I felt <laughs> like the, uh, the, the cab driver who'd been called onto News 24 <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> and, asked, and asked about Microsoft. <laughs> Um, so his it was awful his iPad started blaring out music and it wasn't <laughs> just any music they were in the middle of a very heated political debate and they were going on about bankers bonuses and fat bottom girls started blaring out well, yeah. What was he? Does that mean he's got it on iTunes? I think he's got it as his ringtone. And it was Andrew Neil went, "Is that you? Is that me? Yeah, that as if oh. they're both Queen fans and they might both have <laughs> it on that a ringtone." Me? That was a he said, "Is that me? Thing. Is that you?" Yeah. Why? Why doesn't Andrew Neil know what his own ringtone is? That was the bit that upset me. I thought just... it was very much how the elderly deal with technology. So, for yeah. example, if you get cut off, they ring back and say, "What happened there then?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hate that conversation. Yeah. What happened then? Like, like you're going to know. 
Oh, Hold yeah. on, I'll just check the uh, my network screens <laughs> and see. Oh, yeah, a bit of a, a breakdown of coverage in uh, the western uh, western area. Of the um, no, I uh, I must admit I've got I had a slight um, a, a sort of Tourette's thing that I, I found myself going bicycle bicycle <laughs> just that just those two uh, bicycle and I'd I'd be doing it I'd be sitting with people who I knew but didn't know that well and going bicycle bicycle <laughs> did you see that thing on the uh, telly and um, took me a while to realise I was doing it oh. and it, I had less of an excuse because when is this how long ago have, have I not I'm amazed I haven't done it in front of you guys <laughs> I'm, I'm relieved okay I mean I ignore a lot of the noises that you make that yeah aren't, I do aren't as to well do with the sentence <laughs> no well David Baddiel said when he lived with me that after a bit he saw it all as white noise <laughs> all, these, all these weird um, bits of things that just emerge from me but that um, that's quite recent I'm, I'm amazed mm. but I mean you've got more of an excuse if it's your yeah. iPad than if it's your voice box if he'd start in the midst of that programme, <laughs> Nick Robinson had started going, Bicycle! Then I think that, I think that could have killed his career off. Mm. Though I imagine him on a bicycle. I bet he comes by Oh, bicycle. I can. I imagine hey. he keeps his clips on for the, for the show. Yeah. I like it when uh, people have sort of media-facing jobs and they cycle to work. I think it's impressive. Oh, I thinking know. of anyone at all yourself? <laughs> well, I don't know why they don't end up with a bag and loads of luggage and thinking, oh, well, I might have sweated in that shirt, so I've got a spare one in the bag. I take spare stuff everywhere. But David Cameron used to have a bloke driving behind him, didn't he? With his yeah. and stuff. because he's fake. You I don't... say that. They didn't can deal... I say absolute radio, love all politicians? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she should have started twerking that woman. Didn't I would he have put done Absolute that. Radio on the map, David, David Cameron. Cameron. Yes, yeah, he did. He, he said something. He swore on air. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to repeat it. We certainly are. Radio. We're above that kind of thing on this show. Mm. Am I right? Mm. Talking That's about men on buckling at the urinals <laughs> after this. <laughs> In fact, let me hear you say yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochrane together, the Frank Skinner Show. When they were uh, talking about this incident, when Nick Robinson's iPad went off with Fat Bottom Girls, the newspapers said, uh, they always say this, the political pundits saw the funny side. Yes. No, they didn't. They no. didn't make anything of it. Well, well, if you two had been there, you would have... Well, what was the funny side? Well, they didn't even <laughs> laugh. Well, Did they not? I can see the embarrassing <laughs> sides that he's a big <laughs> Queen fan, if that's the case. We're, we're trying to work out. Can I, can I, probably 90% of the people listen to Absolute Queen fans. Can right. I say that? Well, I'd just like yeah. to separate me from them. I'm fine <laughs> with that. I'm really comfortable with that. You're going to alienate people. That's fine. It's totally fine. Divide yeah. and conquer. That's the way I'm playing this okay. radio game. Fine. <laughs> you can only alienate people. Have you listened to some of your playlists? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, can I say that uh, Queen uh, are... Uh, br- uh, I, I can't say. <laughs> sticking in my throat. Um, but anyway, they're very popular. Yeah. Remember that. They are. OK. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I felt a bit sorry for him, but, you know, it's, it's, it's got him a bit of, uh, a bit of publicity and he seems like a bit of a character because he likes Queen. Yeah, exactly. A bit of a character. Are we thinking he might be, um, his attitude to women is a bit squiff, though, <laughs> with fat bottom girls? No. If you, no, although, okay. if you play this on that show, I will walk. 
What, fat bottom girls? Yeah. You will walk, and that'll be very <laughs> apt. So, um... <laughs> No, but that's just, I'm, I, I don't know. Could you bring out that single now and people would be fine with it? No, because I think it's in praise of women with large derriers. Yeah. It's but, not so, you know. Yeah, okay. okay Are you going to say something Jim Davidson? No, no de- definitely not. Some, I, men, um, some men like the, you know, the more feminine physique. Frame. Speaking of bottoms and phones <laughs> in, in, um, in close um, proximity, um, mm. you know bomb dialing? Yes, when you I accidentally, do, yeah. uh, you is accidentally, that what it's called? I, I think that's what it's called, isn't I've it? I've never heard it being called bomb dialing. Yes, yeah, I've tried it's called a variation of that. You yeah. know when your phone rings? I call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you? Well, it depends what you keep your phone, Alan. <laughs> I think since you've been acting, maybe it is a handbag. <laughs> a lot of handbag calls, yeah. Dick Emery handbag. <laughs> exactly. It's not even from me, I mean to me. I just assume that it's... You know, you get, um, you, you get a call and you, and, uh, and you answer and you hear... Yeah, and sometimes you get yeah. a. Me- I've had phone messages like eight, nine yeah. minutes. <laughs> of all the times I've been bomb dialed, I have never ever heard anything of even the most minor interest. No. You listen you know, all the way through. They though. never talk about you, and you hope they will. Mm-hmm. But you know, if it happened in a short story, you yeah. hear them say something very significant about you, which would mm-hmm. lead to ne- never. If any of our readers have ever been bomb dialed. <laughs> and heard anything of any interest whatsoever, please let us know. I'm not sure it's ever happened. No, I think you might be right. It's not to me. I do know something that happened, but it's to a famous person I can't say, I'm sorry. You can give them a false name. <laughs> Let's call them <laughs> Eric <laughs> McGiven. No, I can't. <laughs> Why not? You can't call them Eric McGiven. No, because I'll have too to... Close to then me. I'll have to think of a false name for the TV show. Eric McGiven, <laughs> and the show is called um, The yeah. Bells of Wales. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's uh, about um, church um, audio recordings <laughs> in Wales. There you go. There's your raw materials. We'll, uh, we'll have a bit of a commercial radio blather, and then we'll, uh, we'll come back to your, no, you your reconstructed <laughs> anecdote. Don't let me down. <laughs> Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. And now for my reward. <laughs> <laughs> Your reward is the tale of well, what we're doing. In case anyone wasn't listening to that last link, because I do have a nice. story about um, what do you call it, Frank? When someone calls someone, we're allowed to say bottom calling. Because so when someone calls someone by yeah, mistake, bomb dialing. Yeah, yeah, bomb dialing. And this involves a celebrity. Okay. So, in order to protect my um, my life, really, yes. I'm going to change the names of everyone involved to your suggestion, Eric McGiven. Yeah, he's the main character. Is the main character, and the he, show he, he was in is show. called The Bells of Wales. The Bells of Wales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as you all know, The Bells of Wales, huge hit show. Yeah. Everyone wants a piece of it. Yeah. Massive. Eric McGiven. Um, <laughs> At any point, it becomes obvious who this is. You have to stop me. Okay, uh, I, 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 there are many big shows. Okay. so don't worry. Eric about McGiven, um, he created it as well. Okay, it's his concept. Yeah, um, didn't just star in it. Okay, so <laughs> Eric McGiven is sitting at home, and uh, the phone rings, and it's a uh, bum dial. I imagine um, his ringtone. <laughs> He's <laughs> from St David's Cardiff, mm-hmm. which is programme one, if you remember that. So one that yeah. 
It's my favourite ep. Normally I don't like the first ep of things, but... Oh, yeah, I, liked it. I liked it series seven when they were doing little country chapels that you would <laughs> yeah. normally go to. Yeah. I hated it when people trying to be cool, calling it B-O-W. Yeah. <laughs> and the Christmas special, the town crier Christmas special for me. Mm-hmm. Waste of time. So anyway... That's when got it jumped a, the shark, isn't it? He got a call, Eric. Anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he gets a call, Eric, from... The producer of the Bells of Wales, who we shall call, we call the, uh, the producer of the Bells of Wales. What do we Wales? call him? Um, uh, what about Ken Penology? <laughs> Ken Penology, because it's a bit like Campanology, which that is bell rings a bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey! yeah, pull the other one. <laughs> so Ken, Ken Penology rings him up. <laughs> so it's a bomb dial. Ken Penology bomb dials Eric McGiven. Yeah. And when er- what Eric McGiven hears is Kempanology trying to chat up a lady. Okay. Oh. Saying, well, you know, uh, the Bells of Wales was all down to me. Oh. It was my idea from the start. Oh. Um, no one wanted to do it. Um, I told Eric McGiven all about it and wow. uh, I sold it to him. I managed to persuade him and uh, eventually we made it. Oh. Mm. And apparently, it seemed to go down well with the lady. Kempanology pulled as a result. Uh, good, he pulled. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Uh, but how did Eric feel? Well, I, I think he found it amusing. No, but he did, said, did Eric mention it to Ken, or did he just? As, as this something that Ken is not still no, unaware what Eric, of. No, how Eric McGiven dealt with it was tell everybody but Ken Penology. Oh, okay. Oh, right. <laughs> the opposite of what you'd do, Frank. <laughs> that okay. sounds very show business, with <laughs> Eric. <laughs> okay. So, if you're any the wiser on that, well, I'd say I, I, I liked it better for not knowing. <laughs> I, I, um, oh, I'm going to play some music first. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We were talking about a terrible phone. Well, Eric McGiven we were talking about, and in a a similar vein, uh, (laughs) 981 says, Just after my daughter was born, a friend rang accidentally, and I heard him describing my baby Willow as looking like Churchill. (laughs) I wasn't angry for long, as it was true. Luckily, she is beautiful now and listening now. Great. Oh, he's, he, he then dispenses some praise. That's Andy and Willow in Leytonstone. Oh, lovely. But I see Willow, he was, it, it, he was moving towards Winston. <laughs> that one stopped himself at the last minute. Do, do all babies look like people? They say, don't they? It's a cliche that people say all babies look like Churchill. No, my they? niece Bertie looked like uh, Joe Calzaghe when she was born. <laughs> I think Buzz looks a bit like Russell Tovey. <laughs> I do. It's um, funny because it's true. It is true. <laughs> funny, but it's true. What loneliness can do. Everybody. Okay. Oh. I, uh, I did I tell you I was in uh, I was in mass once um, in a Catholic church. Oh, I thought it was one of those clubs near you. And um, the, the, my phone went off, which is always terrible. It's only ever happened to me once in church. And uh, at the time, I had uh, three lions as my no. ringtone, just a treble. Oh dear, treble the. I, I got rid of that it. Is hoisted on your own. It, w- it was also. It was like in the early days of ringtones, so it's sort of like. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> was it like Crazy ooh, Frog ooh, quality? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> it wasn't like an actual recording of the song, so that was. Oh, oh dear. Did you read about Alfie Bow? He's yeah. that tenor, and he. Um... Oh, we know Alfie Bow. Oh, do you? Oh, good. Yeah. I just want to check. Uh, comes. Is he? Where's he? I think he's one of the Bows of Wales. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Yes. 
think he might yeah. be, yeah. Alfie Bowie. I saw him in Lab... <laughs> Funnily enough, Lab Bohem. Did you? Yeah. Did you? I did, yeah. How weird. Why is everything just... Bowie-related with him? It just struck me that he's, he's, he probably thought, well, dear, he's got Bowie in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he only does Bowie. He, he, he guest-vocaled with the uh, Bo Diddley. He did? Mm-hmm. He's doing uh, a musical of Robin Hood, just because it's got archery in it. Yeah, Yeah, lovely performance in Beaujolais. He's doing a a brilliant version of um, (laughs) Oranges and Lemons, (laughs) Bells of Bow. Okay, let's leave it there. Okay, well, he was in the paper because he answered someone's phone when it went off. This is one of my bugbears. Like when a comedian does a a comedy (laughs) stuff. When people answer phones at comedy gigs... Oh, yeah, shut like, up about it. Everyone sort of mm. goes, oh, yeah, it's a bit... Uh, sort of easy laugh. Why, do, do comics do that a lot, do they? Yeah, it's a reasonably easy way of dealing with it. Have you done it? Fo- I've done it in the past. I've moved Have on, you done I like it, to Frank? think. No, I, d- I don't do okay. it. I don't do, do any uh, easy kind of stuff. crowd work. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when, when, let's say, a civilian that is a public speaker does it, Mm. It's like, oh, wow, how irreverent, isn't that amazing? He took the phone call and he said to the woman's mother, yeah, I'm Alfie Bowen, your daughter's standing next to me. Oh, brilliant. I just think, no, nah, it's still rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but like, that, oh, like if, if a Alfie teacher Bowen. says something remotely funny, yeah. like if, like, say, a priest, like it's a priest in front of a congregation, I mm. believe they're called, mm. if, if somebody got up and went out and the priest went, oh... While they've gone, shall we all hide? Which is a hack line in a comedy club, but mm. in a church, that'd be like, whoa, wow, <laughs> brilliant. Well, if there's a priest, you'd feel that you had to hide. Or would yeah, he I asked. Think... <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know. Are you what suggesting goes on. it's sort of low hanging fruit then? Yeah. To a degree. Mind you, for a priest, it's that the dog on its mind. Are we back to like bottling? <laughs> I think we are, actually. I had a terrible... Didn't I tell you, I'd, this is so awful. I, when In my single days, many years ago... Um, Here we go. Legend br- alert. Yes. Oh. I've uh, <laughs> got a feeling. I, I met a woman in a... Uh, oh. in a, in a drink Your attitude a, towards his behaviour sickens me. <laughs> in a... In a oh, it was a cafe, actually. And, uh, and uh, I... I texted her. <laughs> I texted her the next day. I've got time to tell this story. I texted You've taken this hot date on the night of her life to a cafe. No, no, I just met her. I, okay. didn't te- I met her there. Okay. And she gave oh. me a number, and I texted her the next day. And this is oh, this makes me sound really bad, but I'm, you know, it was a long time ago. Go on. I, I didn't know any better. I texted her, and it said, "Does my memory <laughs> deceive me, or have you got a fantastic bottom?" <laughs> I've cleaned it up a bit, oh. and um, and then I sent it, and then I thought to Nick Robinson, "Hold on, hold on." And I realised I'd sent it to my niece. <laughs> oh, no. And I went into a mad panic, and I thought, I've got to phone her, I've got to phone her and tell her. So I phoned her, and I said, have you had a text from me in the last hour? And she said, uh, yeah. And I said, uh, it wasn't meant for you. She said, oh, I just thought it was you being weird. <laughs> Thanks. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Okay, um, yes, yeah, it's Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, I shouldn't have had almonds. Oh, you don't <laughs> like this either, do you? No. Like eating on the radio. No, because not... people do it to seem wacky. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, um, 
I think wackiness has to come from the uh, the inner core of a person rather than have them thinking, I, oh, I know how I'll be seen as wacky. Mm. I'll get some colourful spectacles <laughs> and wear a, um, a cat sweatshirt. Mm. Not, a cat, not one belonging to a cat. I mean, one no, one featuring on the, cats. The musical, I mean. Mm. Hey, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You can text us on 812. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Completely forgot about them. Oh, text God. us on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or email the Absolute website. Yeah, email. Remember that? We had a text, actually, from 275. Mm-hmm. One of the subjects we were discussing this morning was uh, this unbuckling issue at urinals that you've noticed. Yeah, why don't men unzip? Why do they unbuckle nowadays? Um, I'm loving the almonds. <laughs> Alan Sterry, thanks. Charlie, he's got almonds in his teeth. Mm. He's trying to pick them out. Yeah. Um, we should talk for a while. Give him a Harry, chance. I've got it now. Have you got it? It's the last time I had a radio with a mouthful of almonds. Good to have a rule. Mm. Anyway, Harry uh, fesses up. I am an unbuckler and have never considered threading the needle, as it were. Oh, my goodness. The reason for this is it just seems a bit Benedict Cumbersome the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say that's rather fine work? It Harry. is. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so we've had some texts. I think it might be time to go down to some our old familiar terrain, Frank. Okay. Here you go, Z. Okay. I'd like to start with an email from Gavin. Oh, yeah? Gavin says, I like to spread my radio listening around various stations. Oh, OK. However, I it was... I don't like that, you know. I, don't, I, f- I find it a bit uncomfortable when we talk about other radio. So <laughs> do just, I. It's sort of, yeah. Anyway. No, I love other radio. Oh, good. Specifically smooth I think it brings a lot of people here. Mm. <laughs> 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 However, it was with great surprise that on TalkSport... I heard the name of Alan Cochran used. Blimey. Oh. The situation was... I like someone starting it with the situation was. it was. in their um, amateur judo results <laughs> section? <laughs> Is it judo you do? Oh, Karate. Let's, let's not get into the, uh, the Karate. martial arts conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm recovering from an injury anyway, so... Oh, OK. But I don't know why TalkSport would be discussing it. Let's, <clears> let's but find out. Is it judo? I, I do... Uh, <laughs> I do do some... Uh, it's jiu-jitsu. I do do. I do do some... Is that what it's called? Yeah. I do do. I, I haven't been going to judo much because of the bad back. It's not okay. um, It's not ideal if people are trying to throw you on said back. No. But uh, I do do a thing called Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but I don't really like to dwell oh, on that's, it. That, that, oh, I like the sound of the Brazilian bit. Yes. Uh, the situation <laughs> was... do they get any purchase? <laughs> 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 Must be like trying to hold a big fish in your arms. <laughs> Okay. I'm relieved to know that I'd be qualified for that. Oh. Um, the situation. Oh, I think that's an overshare. Oh, I think no, that's officially no. an overshare, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I nearly went. <laughs> <laughs> if you get that, congratulations. If you don't, I'm not explaining it. The situation was. <laughs> yeah. The talk sport wanted very loose connections to celebrities. Mm-hmm. One listener made contact and mentioned his family know the grandparents of Gordon Strachan, uh-huh. who he described as very nice. Mm-hmm. He then finished by saying he had a brother who was a comedian called Alan Cochran. Mm-hmm. Firstly, 
Can Alan confirm the family connection to the Strackens and hopefully the niceness of them? And does he know that his brother is, for the want of a better phrase, name-dropping him, head of his upcoming TV sitcom series? That's from Gavin. Yeah, the cruelest thing about this is that I phoned TalkSport and said, I'm Alan Cochran, <laughs> that's a loose connection to celebrity, and they said, too, too loose. Um, uh, no, yeah, that is, uh, that is true. I believe it was... Uh, what should we call the Cockrell brothers? Um, let's call them the Cockrell brothers. <laughs> Uh, the brothers Cockrell, I like. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, uh, but I've asked them both, and it was neither of them. It's just some Spartacus figure phoning up saying, I'm Alan Cochran's brother. <gasps> but are, are, you related, are you related to uh, Gordon Strachan? No, but um, someone in the family knew his gran or him and said they were very nice. It's one of the things that my mum or my gran say all the time. Like, you know, we know Gordon Strachan's family. I've met, don't uh, really. I've met Gordon Strachan. He said... Uh, he, he was he was not managing at the time. He was doing a bit of uh, punditry, mm-hmm. and I said, "You're going to go back to managing." And he said, uh, "Yes." And he said, "I uh, I like making players better, improving players. That's what I do." <laughs> and I said, um, I, I, "He said that's what I do." And I was completely. You think <laughs> I always think two is your minimum when you don't understand someone. If you ask them for a third yeah, time, really. they might just punch you in the face. See, I know what you're, you're saying. That's what I do. That's yeah, what yeah. I do. He was saying, but I, I, but really, I speak it as part of my culture. Yeah, isn't it? but I mean, he, you got to have some, make some allowances you for know people he, who don't speak. You it. know, he reviewed me at the Edinburgh Festival. Gordon Strachan. Yeah, did. I think I might have told you this when I was on the show as a guest. That he came to one of my Edinburgh shows. Um, in 2004, and then he wrote up in like the Guardian or something, my first Edinburgh festival. Because up till that point, he'd always been in pre-season training. Right. So he'd gone to the Edinburgh festival. He bumped into Kevin Day in the lobby and said, "What should I go and see?" Kevin Day had said, "Oh, here, Alan Cochrane shows." Good. So he went to it, and then he wrote it up in the paper. And he, I used it as a poster quote the following year. It said, "Alan Cochrane was decent," which I really <laughs> decent. like. It's, it's such a football manager thing to say about someone, isn't it? Decent. <laughs> Blimey, oh, damn it. Well, he might. He could have said anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think he said. <laughs> I, um, I, all ginger people now, like, all ginger celebrities, I feel I have uh, some sort of connection with because oh, Boz is, yeah. because Boz yeah, is yeah. ginger. It's like well, the way people who marry into the Kardashians suddenly have a yeah. whole new insight on stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolutely. I have another email for uh, for your perusal. Hello, Frank, Emily and Alan. I'm wondering if I can lay claim to being your oldest regular reader. I'm 66 and three quarters and go back to the Gareth days. Although I don't own a tour T-shirt, I do have a Hank Marvin tour tea towel. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. But even so, I'm probably way off your demographic. Also, Frank, I know you had t- you tired of having guests on the show. Yes. <laughs> I did you tiring of them. <laughs> no, I did tire of them. Let's yeah. be honest about <laughs> it. He's absolutely nailed that. It's the right word for the right circuit. Is he or is she talking? Um, oh, good question. Um, it says the I'll name is guys. Wibbly Byman, but I don't know what, you know, Wibbly Byman, is that a made-up name? That's a that's a pun, isn't it? Um, on, I don't know what, it but, sounds, or is it a yeah. character? Sounds I like it could be a literary Byman. figure. Um also, Frank, I know you're tired of having guests on the show, but any chance of getting your girlfriend, Kath, in occasionally? She sounds like a real gem, and I feel that were he alive and a reader, A.E. Houseman himself would have a soft spot for her. Regards, oh, what did, who did she say would have A.E. A. Houseman. <laughs> <laughs> who was it again? A.E. Houseman. Oh, yes. 
On Absolute Radio, that if anyone mentions yeah. uh, the poet mm. A.E.S. Smith, sorry, sorry, the sec- once you've said it on, on the show, it only goes off the first time on yeah. each year, that there is an alarm mm. um, goes off. And this has been in for many years. I thought for a second that uh, we've been recently taken over. I thought they might have dropped it, but um, <laughs> it's just they've just delayed it a little. I like the idea of Kath being on the show, though. Mm. Yes, I do worry about her language, which is <laughs> basically out of control. <laughs> I can't imagine it going three hours without saying something uh, that the one would have asked as swearing. <laughs> yeah. Because we try, I keep having um, debates with them, but please don't say that in front of the, the baby. Oh. Speaking of babies, I'm amazed that Hank Marvin hasn't brought out a range of bibs. Oh, yeah. With I'm Hank Marvin yeah. on there to, to cash in on the. It's uh, a good rhyming. idea. That'd yeah. Be good, yeah. Do you think it's true that she's got an Aunt Marvin tea towel to a tea towel? Is, is Wibbly a female he, name? I, I don't know. Well, he or she. Let's just call them I'm Wibbly. I'm having the Enid Blyton problem all over again. You know, I was about 15 when I found out Enid Blyton was a, a woman. Well, and then you never read it again? No, I'm, I'm still... But Enid, Enid's a fairly common... Didn't, uh, it wasn't for me. I didn't, grow, I didn't go to school with any Enids. Anyway. Um, anyway. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on two of this year, so I'm thinking the tea towel could be the... Oh yeah, <laughs> Frank's getting a dry sense of humour. Oh say. yeah, what do you think? Oh, lovely. Yeah, well, think about it. Let's let's, mm. uh, let's talk merch. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'd like to talk about uh, a terrible incident I had recently. Mm. I, I've actually been the victim of a miscarriage of justice. I'm calling it. Oh, I've yeah. had people presuming things about me which simply aren't the case. Okay. I I'm had... tense. You're a bit tense. <clears throat> I'm tense, yeah. Okay. okay. You might get more tense. Um, I had... I'm going to call it one of my falls, Frank, this week. Oh, okay. One of my falls. I was descending my... They're sort of white wooden stair. Daisy's familiar with them. Frank also. A bit Provencal. Nice. You're not, Alan. Sorry no, about that. Not seeing the stairs. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I can't remember. Do you have carpet? No, it's white wooden Provencal. Oh, I see. It's, uh, it's always a risk. Mm-hmm. I had... Um, I'm going to be honest about what I was wearing. Okay. I had a bra on. <laughs> okay. And black bra, black tights. It was a bit bunny girl. Right. A bit 1960s. So, so now she, you see a stocking foot yeah. on a wooden stair. <laughs> yeah, very slippy. <laughs> very slippy. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have accidents like that. Mm-hmm. Holding a cup no, of I tea. No, I actually can't, because I don't know if that kind of information. <laughs> you haven't got the stats. Okay, so you're in... You're holding this. a tea. I'm, it's in the morning. You weren't holding a hot I'm rushing to go to... I'm not going to lie, I'm going to visit my therapist, okay? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have I'm, to lie about that. I'm holding a cup of tea. Is he all right with you just turning up dressed <laughs> like that? Yeah, you dress she. first. <laughs> oh, she. So, this is oh, where it gets fine. interesting. Fine, She's, she just wears a chemise. <laughs> <laughs> she believes we need to express ourselves. No, I think that... Really. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with her on that. Do you think this sounds all right, this therapy? Anyway. Mm-hmm. She does um, lingerie... <laughs> sounds great. Right, she's a, one of the few lingerie psychoanalysts left in London. <laughs> anyway. Baby so, doll Baxter, she's now. <laughs> is she? Mm. Carry on. I'm rushing down the stairs. Yeah. You can't be late for your therapist. If you're late for your therapist, you know that's going to come up in this. Do they read a lot well. into it? Oh, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah. That's their job, really. That's their job. Again, two blokes in a pub. That's their job, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm walking down the stairs with the cup of tea, uh, an Edinburgh Festival, Margaret was. I 
was rushing. I went flying. Oh, no. Oh, EastEnders no. theme tune properly. How many stairs up were you, would you say, when you went? Um, I fell about eight. Oh, Ooh. dear, that's a lot. Yeah. Six to eight. I find that just missing the last step can jar the back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My coccyx, I could feel it. Oh, no. It went right, I landed right on it. I, I sat there and I, I cried. Mm-hmm. Briefly. I think that's fair enough. Do you think that's fair it's enough? Sexual. The coccyx, the trouble is you always worry that the, when you reach back, that the top of your spinal cord just come out <laughs> at the top of the scalp. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and also, you have to press it back in. as someone who lives alone, obviously yeah. I thought I'm going to be eaten by Alsatians. No one's going to know. Yeah, have you got Alsatians? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's people who own Alsatians that <laughs> yeah. that happens to. <laughs> they don't just roam in like rats. <laughs> What am I doing? But the, um, you old... say that you should have been around in the seventies because they were everywhere. Those yeah, dogs. Was well, this an um, urban myth about the, uh, the the woman who was uh, putting putting a meat in the oven and the and it to- the oven <laughs> toppled over and it fell back and her arm was trapped in the in in the oven door and it yeah. pinned down by the oven. And her arm slow cooked over the weekend. <laughs> oh, that's such an urban. What with her yeah. attached to it? With her attached to it. Yeah, she was. She was right. pinned down. She had to lie there. Her um, arm. But was she alive while her arm was cooking? Oh yeah, she was alive. Oh, so she got to smell her own arm cooking. That's yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, got hungry about a day in. Oh god, if she's thinking, oh god, it smells great. My arm. <laughs> my arm in. Yeah. I'm in. Mm. Very good. Yeah, okay, um, well, we'll have to come back to this. Oh, okay, have, I've have, got more have, to talk oh. about. Oh, I'm sure. I like this. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. We were, um... At the bottom think, of my stairs. As I think Robin... Um, the, the nephew of Kermit the Frog said we were halfway down the stairs. We were halfway up the stairs. Ironically, yeah. we had to break your fall story, didn't we? You Bre- did. Yeah. So you fell eight steps and landed six in a Six to heap. eight, I'm going to and say. And you landed in a heap. Six to eight. Six to eight. <laughs> in a heap. I thought it was just some bottom. quick exaggerating. Yeah. Oh, the I idea can't... of you crying in just a bra and pantyhose, <laughs> something terrible like that. It's like the cover of one I'm of those true... terrible. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that was a great... No, you know those yeah. true detective comics from the 50s when there'd be a woman in her underwear crying on the cover. It but isn't it like awful that. that because I was on my way out the door, mm. hair and makeup was done, so I felt relieved. I felt oh, yeah. momentary relief that if they come to get me, I look quite good. Mm. But, but didn't you have a bit of an Alice Cooper from the tears? <laughs> no, waterproof eye makeup, oh, always very, even in a crisis. Very sensible. Mm. So, Tess, what if you want to do some impromptu synchronised swimming? Yeah. Straight in. Well, so I went to my therapist and I started to realise a bruise formed, very quickly a bruise formed, mm. a massive bruise. I realise, and we're still in the sort of post-Christmas area at the moment, when you tell people... How big, you how big was the uh, bruise formed site? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say um, it was covering a quarter of my Oh, it was huge. Oh, blimey. It was huge. Um, I, uh, I said, oh, you know, this is terrible, I did it falling down the stairs. Everyone, the same reaction everywhere. Oh, yeah. How much did you have to drink? Uh, of course. Yeah. See, what happens... How much had you had? <laughs> <laughs> well, what I started doing, I got so annoyed with my trainer... He said, oh, you old drunk. <laughs> you old drunk. Blimey. I said, I wasn't. It was, And then I thought, it happened at 8.30am, mm-hmm. but because I was so angry about being called a drunk, I started telling lies about the incident for some reason. I said it happened at 730 
as if that made me seem it seemed less likely. Yeah, you weren't quite thinking. so drunk. By that, <laughs> that just makes me think you're more likely to still be over the limit from the previous <laughs> night. Like, Seven thirty, like <laughs> a driving thing. Yeah. I kept saying it was the morning. I remember those days. Wake up, still <laughs> fighting drunk. <laughs> Fantastic. But Frank, so, I've always been suspicious. Anyone with bruises, I know that. show me a bruise, I'll show you a drunk. I generally mm. think. So, what about show you a, um, a slow cooked forearm? <laughs> It's not true, that story. I don't know, well, we've had no verification no. either way. Um, I, I mean, what did the therapist? The therapist didn't say, Ooh, I've been drinking. Because they don't say no, that kind of thing, do they? No, because she's not like that, fortunately. Did she say, She, ra- she just raised another. Can you put some clothes on, please? <laughs> she said, You're rather overdressed for our session. <laughs> She just, she said, "Oh, how did that happen? That looks that." Looks oh nasty. no! You see, I'd worry me a therapist. I think, oh, <laughs> how did that happen? There's part of you that feels that you're in a higher status than you really should be, so you're trying to cast yourself down a few a few steps <laughs> on the ladder, and this yes, is this has manifested itself in a physical way. We'll come back to this because I'm I'm very intrigued by the the danger elements. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking about uh, Emily My falling fall. down the stairs. I, mm. um, t- tights, I imagine, are even shinier than than socks on on a wooden stair. Oh, there's a big sheen. Oh, there's that. a big martin. Slippier. Terrifying. Yeah. They're very slippy, and you just go. Once you go, you go. You see, I because um, then you can't get any purchase. It's awful. Mm. I. I have been. I've had occasion in my professional uh, career to wear fishnet tights. And that's yeah. a different what story. What with those? What fancy sure. football league? Sure. No, yeah. <laughs> if, if I've dressed in, you know, in sketches, I've I've dressed yeah, in sketches uh, you wrote. <laughs> yeah, maybe I, I did sketches write them. you wrote at, to be performed at Raymond's Review Bar. <laughs> anyway, um, I I felt very uh, confident in a in a fishnet foot. Wow, it's right. a bit like having you know I'd, I'd take on an icy road in fishnets. <laughs> right. You know you put chains on the car wheels in really yeah, yeah. it's like that. I Is would it? totally agree with you, Frank. Pro- a real great. Grip. You can get a grip. Really? It's like the base of a Timberland. What I would, if I were you, <laughs> if I were you, were you, I would keep a couple of fishnet pop socks at the top of the stairs just for that, <laughs> just yeah. for that journey. Makes I, sense. I've started the descent in or a stair stairlift. <laughs> Well, better still get a... How dare you? Why don't you get a, a fishnet stair carpet? <laughs> <laughs> because not... I don't want my house to look like Dr Frankenfurter's abode. No, you're quite right. Are they still classed as, I'm going to use the word, sexy <laughs> fishnet? Oh, well, please not don't. since this conversation. Please no, don't, don't use that so. word. It's disgusting. Okay. okay. <laughs> Foxy. Oh. Um, you're going to say panties in a minute. I'm going to leave I'm the studio. I'm not going to say I would never say okay. panties. Okay. I say knickknacks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just caused they? some confusion when tidying up the bric-a-brac. No, um, but you know what? You know when. It can used I tell you what be. I think fishnets have become? They're a little bit uh, BBC newsreader doing a skit where they're right. pretending to be sexy. I'm a bit children yeah. in need yeah. dance. They're a bit mm. children in need dance. Yeah, the they are. They've now. gone a bit fancy dress. You're right. Yeah. It's it's all about the bare leg now. Yes, it's right. Isn't it? Te- must be terrible for a garment like that when it's been the very height <laughs> of sort of sauciness. Suddenly becomes just like a cheap joke. Yeah, it is a bit. Consider ye the peephole brazier. <laughs> Indeed, it's, it's you know. Oh, let's not. And you the know, cape. So. You were a fan of the cape for a resurgence. I don't there's think a, of the cape as a. There's a time when the cape. What about the cape? Just the without the fashion. What about tight, want, tights and a bra and a cape? The cape does not fit into this category. <laughs> does oh, it? Wait, hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll be with you. A minute. I'm just going to pop to Anne Summers for a cape. 
Oh. Who ever said that? Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I reached what I can only describe as a parental milestone this week. I've heard many parents uh, refer to this moment over the years, but being a non-parent, I, I just thought, shut up. Have you seen you in the fishnets? Is that what this no, is about? No, not yet. <laughs> um, though we have, got, we have got a section of wooden stair with no carpet, so I'm thinking I might take up the pop sock. Yeah. Yeah, careful on that stair. Myself. Um, you could have a, a fishnet safety net. <laughs> Raised just a little. Anyway, no, this is something that people have always said to. Um, a couple of people have asked me, "Have you blah blah yet?" And I've said no. So it happened this week. I, for the first time, I am in bare feet. I have uh, I've stood on my first Lego. Oh, <laughs> really? Wow. And oh man, hey, I had no idea it hurt. Quite. Why, why oh. does it hurt that much? Oh, it's, it's yeah. worse than a plug, isn't it? It went right up my. Oh god, a plug's plug. bad. I'll tell you something about a plug, though. <laughs> I um, tell I, us something I, about a plug. I, I had a mate, and he had an auntie in Margate, so we we had a weekend at the seaside, and we went and stayed, and his auntie was. Um, she she was in a bad way because she was I mean she was rotund let's put it that way she oh, was a big yeah. big woman mm. she'd been uh, changing a light bulb or doing some of the curtains or something standing on a chair mm. she uh, this sounds like oh. the woman in, with the arm in the cooker but it's absolutely <laughs> true she um, she stepped off the chair she stepped onto a, a three pin plug that went oh. through her heel no oh. it went through the skin no. of her heel. And apparently, she, as she lay waiting for the ambulance, she powered a two-bar electric fire <laughs> for 25 minutes, just with her own vibrant personality. No, no, but it's true. It went through her oh, really? She had, like, a proper... Um, well, she had a lot of dressing on, so... Yeah. But she said that she had a proper three... Three pin holes in the bottom of her. Do your right injury that. Well, then, it, I pre- presume... Yes, that is an injury. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The, the extra padding... Would have helped, you see. Do you think? Well, but, uh, do that, I mean, even the fattest people... It's like putting a plug in a Cornish pasty. It's going to stick, isn't it? Yeah, but do they get Do they get very... You never have anyone with with fat soles. <laughs> oh, you do? Do you? P- oh, yeah. yeah. they got fat soles. <laughs> you see, like, you sort of grow your own platforms. <laughs> fat forms? <laughs> they could call them. Are you, uh, yeah, I used to be I used to be five nine, but since I put white on, I'm six two. I've got fat forms. It's true. People have fat I, I believe, don't they? I believe Chris Rock refers to it as baking bread in your shoes. <laughs> oh, so right. I believe he refers to oh, it. Oh, that's yes. when you get that bit of spilling. Yes, yes. That's that a sort of a muffin top, but in a shoe for the, for the foot. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Any, I, I, I anyway, like it. you and the piece of Lego. What sort of Lego, may I ask? Was it? I'm intrigued. Well, it was. To, I mean, to be strictly technically speaking, I think it's called Duplo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, is, I know which is the, the, the bridge to Lego, but it still really hurt. I suppose the ultimate... I've yet to reach the ultimate honour, which is to stand on a roller skate at the top of the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> but, you know, it, it will come. Emily's been doing that. <laughs> oh, God, yes. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. No, please. Mm. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the Absolute Radio website. And people have been texting in. You said that you've uh, you've had like a, a parental rite of passage this week by stepping on Lego for the mm. first time. Yeah. Um, with uh, you've inadvertently started a stepping on things texting. Um, 
Okay. Frank, I found that wearing Lego shoes helps. Instead of hurting, you just get taller. Excellent work from Stephen Prenton. Maybe I could make some Lego shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I feel this pain. 999. Have you ever stood on the adjuster bit on a bra? Oh, that's painful. I've never I, done um, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was burying the body of an ex-girlfriend <laughs> at the time. I, I just trying to st- I was using my hands and legs to get it off. You know when you th- <laughs> you know when you're fed up of dig you're fed up of digging and you start just trying to tread them down. Have you never had a discarded no, I've bra? Ne- I've never stood I've never been involved with a discarded bra, how dare you? No, but have you never <laughs> I've never has stood has there on one a- never been thrown off in the heat of passion? Well it's all far maybe, too regimented. But maybe not, but I've never stood on a uh, on a bra case. I have. That's and uh, and that really hurts. Oh, hurts! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Sound like a, a, you'd sneaked in a car advert. Hurts <laughs> much. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, sponsored by them. We digress. Uh, it's it's now time for a. a we digress of the show. could be the I think the slogan of this show. <laughs> we digress could be a, a pop band that have been on, like mm. the X Factor or something, couldn't they? Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I believe we have a section of this show called Bieber Watch, where we, oh, we, do. Where we yeah. discuss the, uh, I've got the it, one I've got that it. is Justin Let's Bieber. Let's see if I've got the um, jingle here. Have you Come got on. a jingle for Bieber? Bieber, let's <laughs> <laughs> it. Nice. Uh, Eleven police cars descended on Justin Bieber's mansion on Tuesday to investigate an alleged vicious egg attack on his neighbour. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he's obviously visited West Yorkshire and he's heard about Mischief Night. Have you heard about Mischief Night? No. What's Mischief Night? Is that like Halloween? Throw eggs at, yeah. You just, Is that their version of Halloween? Yeah, essentially. You just go out and get up to Mischief. And Bieber, he's still in the age bracket where Mischief Night would be oh, acceptable. Yeah. So How old is he now? Mischief 19. Night means something very different to me. Does it? Um, he is, I'd say he's 19, but this is what happens if you get, the teenagers get mansions. They will well, egg their neighbours. it's neighbors. great that he's got a mansion at 19. Yeah. I mean, don't, I mean, as you know, ich liebe Bieber. Pardon? But, um, <laughs> but he is a very great fool, you know, because, <laughs> you know, he's 19 and he's like, I mean, he's had everything for him. He's, yeah. I imagine they were Fabergé eggs, that's why they were so dangerous. That's uh, £20,000 worth of damage, but that was just to the Fabergé eggs, <laughs> not to the house. I mean, how do you do that much damage with the eggs? What was he doing? He must have got the Maybe hard bit. Diamond omelette. Why, what I don't understand about it, and what I find extraordinary about this, is if you're going to egg someone, don't make it your neighbours. No, it's quite yeah. hard to make a clean getaway. You know what they say, don't egg on your own doorstep. <laughs> That's what they say. Yeah? Yeah. Confucius. He was so. detained in his garage. Was he? Yes. Yeah. I like like it was a night in the strange ways. He was detained in his garage. Was but, he with the rest yeah, of his band? They... Was it garage band? Well, yeah, and then it said the police were searching for evidence including any other eggs in the house. Oh. So they must have been going it's through lucky the lucky he took his shirt off. Because that would have had splashings. Yeah. I bet he took his shirt off when he heard there was 11 police cars outside. I hope and they were looking got, for eggs. I hope he hasn't got, like, a home recording studio and they walked in and there's just all those egg boxes all over the walls. Oh, you, know, like <laughs> you know what? I hope school. he hasn't got a home recording studio. <laughs> so. uh, well, I, uh, is it something to do with the fact that he's Canadian? Because I think Canadians are seen as very sort of mild-mannered gentle, mm-hmm. calm, nice people. Not this one. Yeah, well, I wonder if he's trying to break against the against that no, um, just, stereotype. Uh, no, I think he's trying to break an egg. Whereas Buble... Oh, Buble's embra- lovely. He's embraced Canadianism. He's mm-hmm. a friend of the show. 
Yeah. Is Isn't he? he like Boobler yes, he now, is. Because he? he was very nice to you on that shit, Graham. I suppose that's how we just say you spit the Canadians. Bieber, boobly, boobly, Bieber. Mm. Have you ever been sorry. egged, either of you? Um, I don't think I have ever been egged. Yeah, I I've been egged. Alan? Oh, when were you egged? I was, I was egged, I think, in a, in a Halloween incident by some ne'er-do-wells in Cardiff. Was it Mischief I was Night? Student. Yeah, I think it was Mischief Night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's not been like trick-or-treat type time of It's the happened year. to me. Yeah. Were you doing a bit of extra work on the Bells of Wales? OK, yes. <laughs> Back then I was in that hit. You can't see me. Yeah, that massive hit. And Eric said, OK, can we, uh, can we do that one again, guys? Yeah. It said, because... and as himself, Alan Cochran. <laughs> That's what it said. Yeah, I've been egged. Have you been egged? Oh, yeah, I've been egged. Have you? Can you imagine me being egged? It was awful. What? In what capacity? I was a student. I yeah. say student. I was wearing uh, suede high heel boots mm. and I believe it was a velvet miniskirt. Oh, they, that's egg could do a lot of damage. Oh, can to you velvet. imagine? It's tenacious character, egg. Yeah. And uh, I was walking down the front uh, in Brighton, and someone passed. I was going to a gentleman's apartment, and someone passed in a car. And I just felt, I felt the impact of the egg, oh, and then I just saw shell everywhere. You see, it is assault. Oh. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, it was. I've been egged, and I've been chickened. I, I just can't <laughs> remember what order <laughs> happened in. This is Frank Skinner. Oh, hold on, I haven't put your oh, microphone up. I can, only, I can only apologise. I, don't, I don't did that feel... on purpose. <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever done that before. How awful. What would no, your, what would your um, analyst say about that, that I, I just wanted to silence <laughs> My it? analyst would say, why do you think you did that? Yeah. <laughs> really? Is that the sort of thing? Um, yeah, think, you I have think... to go on the journey. You have to discover why you behave as you do. That was my version of being a rotting stag. You think? Not rising. I, it could be. Why do you think you did that? That's what I was... <laughs> I think for an analyst was No, I'll tell you what the analyst would say. How did it feel? How did it make you feel when you did that? It made me feel awful. Oh, OK. Because I could hear... <laughs> 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 yeah. Like someone at the end of a phone in a cartoon. Yeah, like, like someone from the north was trapped in the <laughs> attic of my house and I was in the kitchen downstairs. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Could you steal that? It's terrible. That sounds like the voiceover to a cartoon or something. Suddenly there's a version of me on Pingu or something. I love the idea You do know, don't you, that you sound like the voiceover of a cartoon? No, I, not told you that I thought I sounded more like... <laughs> there it is again. I'm just getting... <laughs> I've ascended the stairs. I'm getting nearer the attic now to let you out. Take his mic down again. <laughs> Someone up there. Whoa, 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 yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I help you? Well, I can't move. No, no. <laughs> so, um, sorry. Imagine if Cass starts saying, oh, Alan's up there again. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no, I'm sorry I didn't um, that's all right. raise your uh, fader. Let's move on. Um, we've, uh, we've had a few texts in from the outside world. Uh, we were talking earlier about um, bum dialing on, yeah. the, uh, on the mobile phone to... It may, you know, when you accidentally call someone. Yes, mm. using your bottom... Uh, and uh, we, we've had a text from Joe saying, Hi, Frank, me and my girlfriend were making out. Later that week, oh. my girlfriend revealed to me that she had bum-dialed her dad during this session. Oh, and no. he may have heard the entire affair. No. We hoped not. No. I, I worry yeah. about you because you say making out. And I don't like that. Me? I didn't. I was reading. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you personally. I'm oh, you saying mean the Joe? sender. No, I think it's a nice, clean way of putting it. I commend yeah. them for okay. that. Okay. I know it's, it's a bit, a bit American. It's a bit greased too. 
<laughs> but, um, Did you give her a hickey? Yeah. That's a love bite, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm That's terrible. I mean, that, I don't know what I do in that case. Yeah, I insist that all the phones in the house are put on airplane mode before <laughs> before we even get to heavy petting. Really? <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that's safe sex gone crazy. <laughs> you can't be too careful, I think. Yeah. Now, what else? I, well, I'll oh, tell you sorry. what else. Uh, 147 has written to say this. Standing on a bra clasp hurts. Just tried it with four bras. Load of oh. rubbish. Get a grip. I love, I love that they've done the experiment now. Okay. Um, <laughs> one, four, seven. You want to play? Let's play. Because one, I'm afraid seven. you're... Give a break. <laughs> Very good. When I said you want to play Let's Play, I was quoting Lee Ryan from Blue. I don't actually talk oh, like that. Okay. He said that last night and I enjoyed it. Um, I'm not talking about the bra class, the bit at the back. That's the only bit men are familiar with, and we know why. Um, well, you do get those front claspy ones. Remember those? They still oh, exist. I remember them, my friend, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about the adjuster bit. Are you familiar? Oh, yeah. Yes, on the it. straps. Yeah. So sometimes that can get raised. Yeah. Because it gets fashioned into the shape of the shoulder as well. I see. That's what hurts. Try oh, that well, four yeah. times. One four yeah, seven. So, yeah, so one four seven. Go, go to the adjust. Leave the leave leave the pile of bras where they are. Yeah. But just move them about a bit so that you're, you're working more on adjuster than clasp. And then, if you would retext us and um, let's see how you like them apples. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we truly are in Greece too. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've got a text in from Matt Davis. Oh, I think he's going to say Matt Damon. Yeah, that'd be good, <laughs> wouldn't it? That'd have been exciting. Mm-hmm. I like Matt Davis. Sounds like the sort of person I would have dated in I the like 80s. I like Matt Damon. He's the sort of person I would have damed. <laughs> Sorry. What's Can we do that again, Jeff? <laughs> Live, you say? Oh, my God. Anyway, Matt says... Can I apologise on behalf of the city of Cardiff for the egging of Alan? Mm-hmm. No. However, isn't throwing eggs at the cockerel the avian version of throwing knickers at Tom Jones? <laughs> <laughs> we like that, Matt. Very good. Very fine. That's Apology accepted. And I did enjoy three happy years there. <laughs> so oh, I've got in Cardiff. Yeah. I Wait. studied in Cardiff. Oh, I thought you... It was good. I hadn't got the train fare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was too stingy. I didn't know you studied in Cardiff. Well, now you do. Drama. Every day's a school day, isn't it, as you say? You two sound like you're on a I date making uh, small talk and it's not working out. I did acting there, yeah. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend did her degree in Cardiff. She lived in a artist's um, commune. She lived yeah, in a commune, too. didn't she? Me too. Oh. You lived in... Uh, I imagine you lived in a commune. In. Yep. <laughs> Is this um, commune? I mainly <laughs> stayed in the attic. And he was in the attic. like... <laughs> <laughs> Shall we, uh, speaking of tucked away uh, corners, uh, what about a little return to... While you're doing that, someone's located a Hank Marvin tea towel on eBay. I've just found it now. It's new. It says Hank Marvin. It costs £4. You can bid for it. And I've just seen a little sign coming up. It's got a picture of Hank with his guitar. Brilliant. And it says, one person is viewing this. Currently viewing this. It says on the the tea towel. Per hour. On, no, on is that the slogan? Yeah, on eBay. <laughs> no, the slogan is Hank Marvin 2000. I think I, that's a brilliant idea, a tour of tea towel. Never heard of it before. Well, I so think people you use tea want... towels as much these oh, days. I so. do. Not only do I use them for cleaning um, crockery, I also uh, dry my hands on them quite a lot. 
Right. I'm glad we know that now. Okay. Okay. Right. Email corner. What do we got? Interesting harmonies this week. Hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. I've got to be honest with you, I didn't feel that one really worked. No. You know when you're halfway through a harmony and you feel I'm lost? I went too deep. I'm completely um, lost. Just wanted to get in quickly with what I believe is the first Peter the Wild reference of 2014. Oh, goody. Not quite. I, I think the first think show I've of the year had some. Yeah, I think I mentioned the fact there's an exhibition which we're going to go to. Right. Uh, oh, can we go to that day? We're going to have a work, work Can we get VIP tickets? Thank you. I was following, yeah, there'll be loads of those at the Peter the Wild thing. There always are. There'll be a I'm red around. carpet event, there'll be everything. <laughs> Um, I, I reckon we could get comps for Peter the Wild. <laughs> do you think we can? Yeah. How much are they then? Seven pound? <laughs> just let, I'll get my people to call. Okay. Is oh, this email you? corner or <laughs> thinking aloud corner? Is that what's happening? My people will speak to Peter the Wild's people. <laughs> <laughs> if, imagine if we got freebs for Peter the Wild exhibition. That would so be quite a low point, wouldn't proud. it? <laughs> proud. I'd like it. I'd like it. I was fortunate enough to be wandering around Norwich this week when I stumbled upon a pub dedicated to Peter the Wild. <gasps> Can I say, by the way, in case anyone's a new listener, yeah. Peter oh, yeah. the Wild was a feral boy who was <laughs> captured. It's true, he was feral, he lived in the woods, and he was captured and, and given to George the First as a gift, and he kept him in a leather collar, which is a bit harsh. And then he, it was um, a court was a curiosity. Court curiosity, and then he oh, was demoted, he left the court, and he lived, I think, wherever he lived, maybe in Norwich, and he was famous for walking around with singing songs with no words <laughs> and staring at fires. Mm-hmm. And eating raw onions. Eating oh, yeah, raw, raw onions. onions. I always forget the raw onions. <laughs> I, I never forget. That's the thing I remember, because it just makes me think that he met a hypnotist years before that, and he just thinks, I love apples. Um, uh-huh. uh, so... Uh, I was fortunate enough to be wandering around Norwich this week when I stumbled upon a pub dedicated to Peter the Wild. The Wild Man commemorates the time when an older and wiser Peter, post-court years, <laughs> mysteriously <laughs> arrived in the city in 1751, where he was arrested as a sturdy vagrant. <laughs> <laughs> Locals claimed he resembled an orangutan, All apparently. Fair, see again, anti-ginger. <laughs> <laughs> but with a very loving look in his eyes. That's what you want, isn't it? An orangutan yeah. with yeah. a loving was look in their eyes. Was there a fire just over their <laughs> shoulder when they were talking to him? Anyway, he was imprisoned in the city. Oh, no. Different oh. times, different times. They were. And yeah. while detained, a fire broke out. Of course. While oh, other course. prisoners were released to save, save them from the blaze, Peter instead chose to remain and indulged in his old favourite pastime of fire watching <laughs> and had to be forcibly dragged out. Today, the pub is... Uh, the pub on the street where he was held is adorned with the words Peter the Wild Boy mysteriously turned up in Norwich <laughs> and the whole event is marked with a blue plaque Brilliant. some say Norwich doesn't get a lot right but this has to be up there with its finest achievements oh. I've attached a link for your perusal I've looked at that link and those pictures are there oh, yeah. oh, the wild man. Oh, let's go for a drink at the Wild Man you worked at the pub day out to Norwich I don't think he worked there I think he was in there I thought it was a cellar man do you think the bloke <laughs> ever said Peter the Mild <laughs> <laughs> I love that He it's was in the cellar like Cockrell was in the uh, attic That's from Joel126 who uh, puts the acronym LTLFTW Long term listener, first time writer Fabulous So that's another out, Migatent Norwich Great, I'm and, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Do a Peter the Wild walk There's an arts centre, you could pop it on on your tour Yeah, 
and uh, Walsingham. It's not far away. Well-known Roman Catholic shrine, which I once put in my contract when I did when Loose Women was filmed in Norwich. I put it in my contract. As well as doing the show, they had to drive me to Walsingham <laughs> to worship. How about that for a uh, Loose Women, <laughs> Loose Women clause. Skinner, Dean, and Cochran together. The Frank Skinner Show. Infighting has broken out between the listeners. Oh. It's a bit like a, a jailhouse rock. It's a prison riot. Um, one if of you can't find a partner, use a wooden chair. <laughs> That's my motto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of our listeners... Lego. Do you remember uh, 147? Yes. Yeah. 147 it, stood on... Um, on on some, the bras on the, on and got the, angry with me. Yeah. Said, get a grip. Six nine two. He said, please ask one four seven to put a three three pin mains plug prongs up on the floor, cover with duvet, and then step on it. Well, well maybe we could nice. ask him to do that, but <laughs> I mean, I, I think that would be unnecessary. I just want to know if he's had any success with the adjuster. Experiment. He's saying cover with duvet. In fairness, yeah. So yeah, but even so, that probably makes it okay, doesn't it? Do you think that would that would depending help? on the tog? Oh, yeah, it's all about toggage. And also, what about toggage. if you get that bit where it's gone into this? You know when it goes into the centre? Mm. The, oh, uh, yeah. And then you just get a bit of uh, loose uh, cover at the side. Yeah, it'd be all right. Yeah. I hate that. So Simon has emailed us. Yes. He says, hi, Emily, Frank and Alan. What Emily recently said. told us she is an expert at removing stains. You did make yes. that boast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's correct, I am. We have highlighter pen lines on our leather sofa. Oh, highlighter pen. And I can't get them out. What do you think is the best thing to use? Thanks very much and loving the show from Simon. Well, do you let- think, can I say, do you think they were having a discussion <laughs> about their sofa? <laughs> and uh, and the wife said, I really like this bit here <laughs> and highlighted it and also this bit. And she highlighted them so that she'd yeah. be able to bat refer to them easily mm-hmm. if she needed to. And then after the conversation, she thought to herself, you know, footballers ten. She's looked up. Yeah. She's seen the highlight, and she thought, ah, oh. maybe they were doing chores list, and they were having an argument. You said you'd do that, and they was highlighting. Yeah. I suspect it was the wife doing it, getting angry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Simon, what I would say to you is, I would think I would describe leather as one of the toughest mistresses. Yes, it's oh, very well, yes. Well, you know, into the wild in the S and M community. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a, a tired old cliche that we use. But what I would advise: whitening toothpaste with a toothbrush. Can always test on a hidden area. Natch first, of course, not an exposed area. Whitening toothpaste. You can use hairspray. Can sometimes loosen the chemical in the highlighter pen. Oh, that is a good hairspray is great for things. It reminds me of the time I accidentally got Tipex on Adamant. <laughs> <laughs> you see what he did? He embraced it and used it to his own advantage. I'd been dipping it in a, in a pig's trotter, and I just, as I brought it up, I dragged it across his face. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a text in that I think we should address before we move on after Emily's excellent stain advice. Please can you tell Emily that her public would really appreciate an Emily's top tips for stain removal. Mm. I've become quite excited about the whitening toothpaste bit and I'm already preparing said paste and sponge to have a go. Lovely. Or should it be on a brush, Pat says. Yeah, you could do it on a brush. I would go on a brush, because you'll scrape out the particles. Oh, can I just say, I'm I loving this section of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget to experiment on a, an unseen area. Yeah. Thank you. Of, Frank, of, can of you imagine couch. if I became really famous as a stain remover, had my own show? I mm. think that would be, uh, 
I think that should be the text in. <laughs> what should that show be called? <laughs> Emily Dean advises people on how to remove. Yeah, I have, Emily uh, Dean stain queen. I have a question for you. It's not a stain remover, but um, I I've eaten a few things this week that I've not eaten for a while or ever. In Sorry, fact, you lost me at I've eaten a few things this <laughs> okay. week. Okay, I, I ate kippers in the home and could not get oh, the smell out. Of the I house. warned you about kippers last week. I can't even not. remember that. I don't remember being warned. Yeah. I enjoyed Frank them. Frank talked of little else. Yeah, really. Little I've else a... was my ex-girlfriend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a, uh, a memory blank. Nineteen fifties, didn't she? She was, a, she, was a, she was a fabulous girl because okay, you know, there weren't much of her, but what was there? She got a big personality to compensate, right, but not little yeah. else. <laughs> Why is everyone on this radio show obsessed by kippers? I can't I, bear it. I, mean, I really enjoyed the eating, but the smell afterwards, even. Yes. You know, I've got a tall house. <laughs> it's on a small yeah. footprint, but it's tall. Three-storey house. It's, you know. Yeah. Um, I've, yeah. I've done all right. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got a nice tall house, but even okay. on the top floor I could smell kippers afterwards, and I was thinking, is this going to affect my clothes in, in the wardrobe? Well, <laughs> no, I, it's a bit like the... Does Mrs Cockrell like the kippers? Yeah, she's had a kipper or two in her time. Oh, she's God bless her. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Honestly, it's like, you know they say that um, estate agents reckon that you should bake bread and make fresh coffee in yes. your home if you're trying to sell it. It's like we've agreed we are never trying to sell this house. It's the opposite yeah. so you're of that. Trying to keep the house. We're keeping the house. It's anyway, like a motorway was being built through the house. Absolutely stank. And you've 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 done. Well, you cannot my, get rid of the smell of the kipper. My my girlfriend does a lot of um, fish, vanilla candles. Fi- a lot of microwave fishy. And and the microwave smells so mm. much of fish. It's mm. had some that everything now I microwave. If I warm up the tea, you know, a cup right. of tea. Oh, is it fish tea? Just a little bit. It's like a sort of a fish conversion chamber. It's become <laughs> it's everything. Like you're basically living in Captain Bird's eyes ship. Permanently. Yeah, everything. Everything's turned to fish. Oh. The Guardian. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had quite a few uh, texts offering titles for Emily Dean's television programme where she fixes people's stains. Uh, <laughs> how about this as a name for the stain? Can I just say, I will show. draw the line at certain stains. Emily yeah. Dean, absolutely spotless in reference to the review of our Frank. And yep. it's got absolute in it as well. Perfect. Yeah, very good. Emily Dean, the brain behind the stain. That's <laughs> yeah, good because you're. I really you like know, that. You are intelligent, you're a graduate. You're a yeah. graduate. You're a graduate. That's, that's you? the most depressing phrase I've ever received. <laughs> so is every fool these days. I went uni, got a law degree. Okay, well let's move on. To get okay. rid of fishy microwave, this is another text. To get rid of fishy microwave, put bowl of water with drop of washing up liquid on high for two to three minutes. Steams nicely, loosens stuck on food and gets rid of smells. Good luck. Thank you. Six hours. Oh, eight. you should try that, Frank. If I try that, though, my girlfriend will say that she's then got some sort of poisoning toxic. <laughs> from the fairy liquid she'll then no what she'll say amount, you'll do it and drop. then she'll come home with a few sea anemones she'll want to put in there yeah but she'll say if everything uh, tastes like soap now I, I know for yeah. a fact she'll definitely okay. what about Emily Cloth <coughs> Emily oh. Cloth don't know if I get that is that a pun em- Emery you know Emery Cloth isn't oh. it Emery Board <laughs> don't you get Emery oh, I don't think so <laughs> I'm sure you get Emery Cloth Oh, don't worry, it's only the worst thing ever. I want to ask 608 if they've got any advice about belly button fluff. You know, I mentioned my belly button fluff on the show last week. Oh, I do remember, that's awful. I had a moment (laughs) this week. I nearly texted you guys. Um, 
I uh, I got up, showered, as is my want, yeah. um, drove somewhere, half an hour had passed, and I already had belly button fluff. That's ridiculous. It's amazing, isn't it? Where's it coming from? I don't know. He's a secret Angora wearer. That, got... There's something wrong there. Yeah, I'll tell you what's wrong. Cheap uh, showering products that leave a film on you and no. it's sticking to it. No. Well, look, I'll give I will you... not have you slag off Old Spice. <laughs> I'll <laughs> give you my domestic tip for your uh, belly button fluff. And I'd say um, what you should do is wear a um, sellotape cummerbund. Oh, that's a good idea. That'll gather it. <laughs> I have to say, sellotape cummerbund was brilliant in Sherlock the other night. <laughs> that's, that's the child I'm going to have. Yeah, or get a wooden stick and go around like a candy floss machine. <laughs> I'm thinking of shaving my entire body, see if that helps. OK, well, I'll, I'll help. <laughs> so anyway... I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> I'm off. Have you got any veet before you go? <laughs> if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.